0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, episode, whatever I end up calling it, and I'm sorry I have to do this every week, listen to this awesome intro I have going on here. No, this isn't the $5 intro I bought off the internet. This is live. This is Mr. Tom Dakin, my guest today, and he is live. Everybody, please stand up, open your windows, and give him a big applause so he can hear it. Wow. I don't know if I could even stream music that good, Tom. But once he gets set up here, we'll oh, yeah. we'll uh, I'll give him the official welcome. Hey, welcome, Tom Dakin. Uh, oh, thanks for I, having me. Oh, thanks for coming. I, I can't wait till the extra. Did I tell you you're doing one on the way out? Uh, no, you didn't. Well, you are.
1: Well, that one's probably copyrighted, and you're going to have to open the wallet.
0: Well, <laughs> I have to get caught first, right? So... <laughs> Copyrighted
1: I, by me, just so...
0: Oh, one of those guys. I forgot to have you sign the consent form no, that it's I own quite this. all right. Because you know what? It's my show, damn it. Yes, it is. All right. Tom, uh, Tom's a local guy
1: here in Clear Lake, Iowa.
0: And do you want to tell the story how we met? And then I'll tell the story and we'll see how good they match? or?
1: All right. I was uh, writing and directing a play slash musical for the... Cup of Joe used to be Blue Horizon players. It was a zombie prom, and it was three sets of love stories, but one of them had to have a mime. And when I stand (laughs) next to Ed, if we're walking down the street together, people think he's walking his grandkid because we're a little bit different in size, and I thought there would be nothing hilarious than a six-foot whatever mime. And so I pressured him and pressured him and butted up That's an understatement. So she would pressure him, and he finally said, oh, why not?
0: All right. Think outside the box.
1: And the only thing that made it work was that I picked a song that he liked to mime. Otherwise, I think it would have fallen flat.
0: Uh, like they say, I'm no angel. <laughs> and and for whatever reason, the original artist that escapes me, and he just passed away in the last year, didn't he? Greg Allman. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Well, you're a musician. I'm just a wannabe podcaster, and I wanna thank everybody for listening to me, because the next show will be my anniversary show. And do I have a surprise for you? At least I hope it's a surprise for you, anyway. So so uh yeah, what was your take? Other than you kept telling me I was doing a great job every night of the show and, and for dress rehearsal. So, what was your take of this six foot three big bald guy? trying to mime without saying anything. As we know, I'm a talker. I'm in the microphone business. What did you take away? And then I'll tell you what I took away from it.
1: Well, first off, um, I was not about to tell you this at the time, but the visual gag was tremendous. And you don't (laughs) tell somebody, hey, I want you to do this because people are going to laugh at you. They did. They did, and that was... Part of the point, and then uh, part of it, too, was having talked to you a little bit before and had a vague idea of what you were like, I knew if you committed yourself to it, you were going to do the work.
0: Damn straight, just like a and year's worth of podcast, right?
1: That's right, like a year's worth of podcast. And so you did them both, and it came off absolutely tremendous. Well, I I had
0: fun doing it. I I have to admit, it was a challenge for me to for lack of better words act that goofy in front of people but cuz usually I can be goofy but it's what I'm saying and I you know mimes don't talk so this was a whole different ball game for me but it made me grow and and look at now I don't have a camera on me or anything just a microphone who who would know if my hair is combed or not right right yeah well it, it was a lot of fun so you played a nice intro for me today Tell us your musical background, where and when it all started. I understand you know my previous guest, David Kahalen. Yes. And uh, I I don't know if that's part of the picture or not, because you guys are similar in age, went to the same high school. Most people start out. At high school, uh, with their first band, that is probably as we talked earlier as ugly as my first podcast. But uh, yeah, tell tell me
1: a little bit. Oh, I started out a little earlier than that. I oh. put my first band together in in eighth grade for a talent show at Holy Family School. And uh, let's see, we did uh, uh, we did a few covers. Uh, Get off my cloud. You didn't have to be so nice couple things like that. And then we just, you know, we would play when people said, can you guys come and do a few songs? And we'd do it. Well, it got into high school and got a little bit more serious. And we became a band called, ready for this? I'm ready. The Coming Generation. And we had large puffy sleeves and we had white whale corduroys and we were playing... I was in 10th grade, and we were playing high school proms around the area. Are there pictures of those? Oh, uh, they are buried deep. (laughs) I have buried pictures myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then went off to college and stuff, and uh, nothing much ever came of things when you're trying to live life and get established. We get back to uh, the late 70s, and a friend of mine was in a band, and they booked a gig, and... uh, the husband and wife who had the band decided they didn't want to do it. Huh. So he was the one who would advise booking them. So he's in a panic. So uh, uh, a reporter from the Globe Gazette and myself.
0: Local newspaper. Yeah. We have people uh, all, all over, over the world that listen to the, this.
1: The, the reporter from the, new, from the Globe Gazette is now a national author. Oh. Joe Lavalle out of. Yes. Yes.
0: And in, in fact um his name got brought up yesterday uh, yep. yeah and I and need to so, get him in here.
1: So Joe and Nick and I put together a band called One Nighter cuz we were just going to do it for one night. And uh when we got home and we were sorting out all the piles of cash on the floor and all the people that came up and said can you play this and this we decided it was different so Five years went by, and we did recording. We made a record. I've heard myself on the radio. I've gotten some royalties. So, you know, I I couldn't have been happier with that and thought that was the name of that tune. So then what happened? Well, I, that band broke up, so I did well, a solo that. gig for a bit. And, of course, that's really boring. I mean, it's hard to keep a crowd doing a solo gig when you're used to them being there for you as a band. Right. Uh, So, puttered around, met a guy from across the border in Minnesota, and we put together a power rock band and did that for a couple years. We're playing at a battle of the bands. I don't know if they call them that anymore, but there was another band there that was going out on the road, and their bass player was leaving them, and they were playing all the music that I wanted to play. Ah. So I quit my band... I quit my job, and I went on the road. Hmm. Wow. Every Uh,
0: young musician's dream. No,
1: I wasn't... Well, a young musician's dream, but I wasn't young at the time. I was 30 when I took off.
0: Well, that time... I think you weren't supposed to trust anybody over 30, were you?
1: Uh, I had to put the wild in the streets in the rearview mirror as time kept passing by. Ah, okay. (laughs) All right. So I went out on the road. It was another husband and wife team. I should have learned my lesson. But they were on the road to be on the road, so we're out in you know, out in Wyoming, and the guy says, hey, I got another week open after your two-week stay. You want to stay here a third week? They say, yeah. And the drummer and I are looking at each other like, we're supposed to go back home. We've been out for six weeks. We're supposed to go home every every six weeks. And they took the gig, and I said, when we're done with this gig, you're taking me home, and I'm through. So I came off the road. My wife was much happier with that. yes. About a month later, I get a call, and the drummer I was with on the road had quit the very same band. Uh, was that Bill? Bill. Uh, no, it wasn't Bill. I've oh. never drummed with anybody named Bill.
0: Okay, then. I don't
1: want to go into the drummer's name, because... Okay,
0: that's cool. But, uh, I met your one drummer.
1: Yes, and it's not Bill.
0: <laughs> His, okay, I, I guess I only <laughs> met him once or twice, it's, and that's fine.
1: It's a, it's another biblical name, but whatever.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, that's cool. In the meantime, I'd run into a guy who was playing uh, lounge acts, this and that, but he always wanted to rock, and he was a he's the closest thing to a prodigy I've ever met in my life. So we were playing together. John called and said, I quit. Oops, I just slipped up.
0: Yeah, you did. And now I remember.
1: I, <laughs> so we got together, and things clicked right away. We uh, rehearsed for three months. We started doing gigs. We started playing up and down uh over eastern iowa up and down the mississippi from southern minnesota down to burlington and developed a really large following in no nice. time and had an agent we were starting to do uh what do you call it lead-ons for stars that had peaked ah like uh, brownsville station and yep i remember that but that's kind of how you walk the walk the line so it was really good. Apparently, it was good enough because somebody from that area nominated us for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and so there you go. You
0: didn't give me the name of the band.
1: Well, the band's name was Kid Biscuit.
0: Okay. Where do you come up with that name?
1: Well, we had another name concerning Biscuits, but we thought we had to clean it up a little bit. Ah,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had an image Yes. as a rocker. Well, yeah, yeah. And
1: so we did that. We just we had a ball. We were by the time oh a year into it, we were getting as many calls to do our original stuff as as the cover routines that we were doing. But all good things come to an end because the
0: Jim Stafford said that with the Wildwood Weed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one of them. I won't say it was the drummer John, but one of them. <laughs> <laughs> decided they weren't making enough money and they were so they were going to quit and they were going to trucking school
0: all right then they we're
1: gonna have a convoy or do whatever chase you do. your dream yeah, chase your dream look at so, me but, at
0: in my later 60s i'm chasing yep. my dream i've been dreaming of a podcast for 50 wait podcasts aren't that old okay that was uh Life stories with sarcasm, smart ass Remark. that
1: fits in there somewhere. Okay, I'm sorry. You've been dreaming about being a crazy Walter Cronkite for years and years, talking to people. And didn't he have cool glasses? Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and he laid him down when he announced that President Kennedy was shot. I remember that, even though I was a.
1: I um, like the days when they would sit there and do the news and smoke.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. They would. Tell you the news, not their opinions. Yeah, that was that was different. How many times in this day and age have I said, "Where is Walter Cronkite when we need him?" He had a kind of a cheesy mustache. Sorry, Walter, but other than that, he I, I enjoyed well, listening to him the way he delivered it.
1: He looked like Walt Disney's brother.
0: You know, he kind of did.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think he had a mouse in his pocket though.
1: We're not going there.
0: All right, all right, all right. So yeah, so. So tell me about what it felt like to be nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because if I remember right, that was what two years ago.
1: Uh, we were nominated in 2019 and worked a lot with your, you know, your friend, my acquaintance, Tim Coffee, right? Because uh, president was, of
0: Coffee Ground Studios.
1: Yes, because he was the. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to use director. It may not be the right term. I think they have Iowa divided up into six sections. They do. And he had the north Northeast, quadru- <laughs> Northeast Quadrant out of six. What a dummy. Math is my uh, strong suit. You want a
0: calculator? Uh, no. All right. You have one yeah, on your phone. You let me
1: know, and we were thrilled and over the moon. Uh, unfortunately, we got everything all ready to go, and COVID set in. Uh. So what was supposed to be the inductees of 2020... There is no 2020 inductees, and we became the inductees of 2021. So uh, a year ago, September, was the induction.
0: So a big banquet, you were the guests of honor, You did you play, did you wear a tuxedo? Tell me more, my, my fans want details.
1: Well, I'm sure they want details, and they're going to have to talk to my guitar player because I wasn't there.
0: Okay, I think I might have remembered you telling me
1: that this was still at the tail end of COVID, and both my wife and I understand that we are, you know, we're kind of in what they, the target circle, or the or the whatever, right. and um, we had felt no, as a matter of fact, uh, the person we were just discussing of uh-huh. didn't go for the for the same reasons,
0: right? Yep.
1: And so uh, the guitar player went and he told me all about it. So everything I'm going to tell you is hearsay. Ah. Because I haven't made it over there yet to sign the guitar and, and to see our pictures on the memory wall and to, ooh, and ah, I got oh. a few hours. We could drive over well, there and take care of that. And my wife keeps saying we got to get over there. Well, I just can't seem to get my wife to. Get over there, but it'll happen at some point. But the, the the point is, I'm so happy to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's an honor.
1: The, the induction to me was vindication and validation for what I've done since eighth grade. Right. And uh, one of the lyrics I have in one of my songs is like, the prize is not so precious when you finally hold it in your hand. It's yeah. like... We've we've reached that point. I'm there. It's all good. I don't need to go over and go. Hey, hey, that's me.
0: That's me. Anybody want their picture
1: taken with me? Huh? Yeah. Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. right? Yes, and you'll see everything that everything I do artistically is TC Dakin. Ah, uh, okay. But most people know me as Tom, but when I'm playing and everything and writing and everything, it's TC. And when I'm doing my stained glass work, it's TC Dakin, blah, 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 blah.
0: Well, I've heard you called other names.
1: Oh, I've been called a lot of things. Yeah, well,
0: so have I. But uh, And that means you've lived a full life, right? Yes. Yeah. So stained glass, what do you make guitars out of stained glass? Tell me more.
1: Uh, No, I uh, took a few classes about 12, 13 years ago because I'm getting a little long in the tooth for actually doing remodeling and construction and a lot of the things that I was doing as a general jack of all trades besides music. And I discovered that I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts from University of Iowa. So that brought my art portion of my brain into play. And it brought math into play, even though I said earlier I wasn't very good at it. kind of good when it comes to building. And uh, it did everything to where I can sit there and use all these mind processes to build right in front of me rather than carrying two-by-sixes and bags of cement and things like that. So I've been doing that for about 12 years now, and I do uh, art shows. Oh, okay. Oh, I I
0: saw uh, you at
1: one. Yeah. A local
0: one here once. Yeah. I stumbled upon you. I, this is a
1: little plug. i got a big one coming up at oh. Diamond Joe Casino. This is their first annual. It's called Showcase Iowa. Okay. And they're having 75 vendors from across the state. There's good the Foods, Wines, uh, Templeton is going Ooh. to be there, All right. a few artists, and I'm going to be there as the Stained Glass Artist. So See, I'm looking not, forward not to Not as that. a musical artist. No, I'm going to probably be the Templeton Taster.
0: Well, I was just going (laughs) to Google them and find out how I could get a hold of them.
1: What's up with that? Well, maybe
0: they have room for another taster. Yeah, who knows, Tom. Well, Tom, anything else you want to share with us today before I uh, ask you to grab your guitar and do the extra here? Because I think we're coming. Yeah, we're getting close to the time. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I had... uh, unique privilege yesterday of uh, teaching a lifelong learning class with a former guest of mine, Tim Coffee, and we had people, a pretty good-sized crowd, ask really good questions about how to podcast, and I was the only one in the room with the most experience, so I, uh, I was able to manage, uh, Tim and I were able to manage about two hours, and that was at our local community college here. And we had a lot of fun, and I've gotten some emails since. But uh, I see Tom's got his guitar over here. You know, if Johnny G was here and we had that freaking monkey, the monkey would have handed his guitar to him, and he wouldn't have had to go away. So I
1: thought mimes handed guitars to people, but that's all right.
0: I'm I'm not under contract as a mime anymore. <laughs> Believe me, otherwise I wouldn't need a microphone. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed. I I feel privileged that I've gotten to know Tom over the years. And every time I talk to him, I squeeze a few more stories out of him. So with that being said, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody that's got a smartphone, listen to The Ed Hallback Show, where we tell life stories with sarcasm, smart-ass remarks. Until next time, bye-bye.